So I usually take last week's show and bury it. Like when I used to change the oil in my car at home. Yeah, I was left with that old cruddy oil that I didn't know what to do with. So I buried it in the backyard. Yeah, I did. Figured it was good like fertilizer or mulch. I did it maybe, yeah, two or three times. And I don't do it anymore, so don't call the environmental police on me. Now, in last week's show, the fact that my son Tyler died of a overdose was brought up by Thomas. And, you know, I've talked about alcohol and drug addiction in the past. I've talked about Tyler. In fact, I did one or two shows exclusively on him. And I don't mind talking about the situation if I feel it's going to help others. But I will not talk about it when I feel somebody is strictly bringing it up to attack me in a accusatory tone. In fact, I felt Thomas last week was talking with an evil spirit. Apparently, his objective was to point out that Tyler and I are sinners. And because of that, I shouldn't be promoting the Bible over the radio. I guess he thinks I'm unfit. Unfit to hold the position. Evidently, like Trump, who got accused of it so many times, which as in his case, it was proven that the only one that was unfit was the person making the accusation. Just like in this case. So, number one, yes, Tyler and I both definitely sinned through this terrible addiction ordeal. I never denied that. In fact, there's two things I always say to myself, which is, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, and Lord, forgive me, for I know not what I do. This goes for me, goes for Tyler. Absolutely it does. Nobody ever denied that. Now, the second part about me being a sinner, and because of that, I shouldn't be attempting to spread the word of God. Basically, Thomas was saying, who the hell are you? Well, who am I? Well, I hope everybody knows by now that I'm a regular guy, just like you and me. I've said that from day one with that little bit I used to play over and over and over. I never pretended to be a pastor or somebody I'm not. Never. I'm a two-bit sinner like everybody else, sometimes four-bit, and yes, sometimes even a six-bit sinner, no doubt. I desperately needed back then and now for Jesus to pull me out of the muddy swamp. And I got news for you, Tommy boy. So do you and everybody else. By the way, that Tommy boy, you ever see that movie with Chris Farley and David Spade? Tommy boy. I like the one scene when Chris put on that little jacket of David and he was singing uh, of David's and he was singing as he wore that little coat just about to burst at the seams. He was saying, fat guy in a little coat, fat guy in a little coat. And then he leaned forward and ripped the coat in two, like a bad test paper you were trying to hide from your parents. Yeah, both Chris and Dave, they were on Saturday Night Live. One of the best things Chris ever did was Dance in that Chippendale sketch. Oh, that was hilarious. So I hope we all know by this time, by last time, this time, future time, we all need to know that all the principal godly people of the Bible were sinners and some very bad sinners, but they 
still did the work of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So, Thomas, your perspective on sin, forgiveness, and salvation is very out of kilter. Why did Jesus come in the first place? Do we know the answer to that? Jesus came to save sinners and not the self-righteous. Now, let me ask you, and I know you listened to last week's show on the podcast, but let me ask you, did you sound, Thomas, like the self-righteous Pharisee or the tax-collecting sinner who asked for forgiveness? Because as we know, Jesus basically shook his head at the almighty Pharisee who pointed fingers at everybody else, while at the same time embraced the sinning tax collector. So again, am I a sinner who makes mistakes in my life? Of course I am. Aren't we all? I thought we were. Unless God's calculations were off. Like, like when I uh, used that slide rule in math class, my calculations were always wrong. That slide rule, that white stick. Do they even use that anymore? Does anybody on earth ever, did, did anybody ever know that what that was for and how to work it. I guess engineers always did, but I had no idea. I just like sliding the little stick back and forth, the big stick kind of. It was fun. You kind of whipped it and it whipped out like a sword, used it as a weapon, but as a mathematical device to come up with calculations, who knows? I never did. Now, as my voice cracks, crackles, snap, crackle, crackles, now, this is all I want to say about the topic that I just mentioned about with Thomas last week. I, I don't want to talk about that anymore, except to say one thing. I put a ban on Walt in certain areas of content. He's not allowed to, to discuss certain uh, situations and, and topics. You remember, Walt. You, you, you know the decree I laid down, the ban. Well, I'm going to put a ban on Thomas. Yes, Tom. You are no longer permitted to bring up my son ever again. Now, I didn't like how you disrespected him by accusing uh, him of things, making accusations in order to attack me. That's all you wanted to do. That was your motive and purpose, to attack me. And it was very mean and very vicious. And I don't want no part of that. And you as a Christian, you shouldn't want, to want any part of that either. Now, can you call again about other topics? Yeah, sure you can. Certainly. Yes, of course. You can call about anything. But like Donovan McNabb of the Eagles once said to T.O., keep my name out your mouth. He said that saying, and he, he said it without the of. Normally you would say it, keep my name out of your mouth. But it sounds cooler when you say, keep my name out your mouth. So Thomas, keep my son's name Tyler out your mouth. Either way, out of your mouth or out your mouth. You do that and we'll be fine. And if you're in the mood to attack me on, on other things, feel free. Give me a call. No problem. You can still call. I enjoy your calls. Uh, and I still like you, even though you may hate me. It seems like you might. But either way, you can still call. The freedom to call is yours. We all remember freedom, right? Freedom. Good old freedom in the USA. When we were allowed to leave our backyard and go into a restaurant, club, or amusement park unfettered. Well, we're being fettered now for absolutely no good reason. 
and it's getting worse. I got a story to tell you, and I'm going to tell you now, and I'm going to tell you at the end of the show also because it's very important. Last week, I went into a grocery store. I didn't wear a mask. No, didn't want to do it. I just walked in there, strolled in like usual, like before this mess that started four months ago. I walked into the grocery store, a big, large grocery store in the Lehigh Valley with no mask. And you know what? You know what happened? Do you have any idea? Nobody bothered me. Nobody. I went up to check out and she was taking me like any other customer. And I asked her, I said, well, aren't you going to refuse to check me out since I'm not wearing a mask? I asked her. Well, she told me that apparently once you're in the store not wearing a mask, the employees have a hands-off policy. You know, they leave you alone. They don't want to confront you. And why? Because of the HIPAA laws and confidentiality and the medical conditions that may or may not exist. They can't ask you about that. We talked about this a couple weeks before. And, and they don't want to be the mask police. So they leave you alone. Isn't that a beautiful thing? You have no, you have no, uh, for, you should have no fright and you shouldn't be scared of making a scene by not wearing a mask. They're going to leave you alone. And many other grocery stores and retail stores have the same policy. So let's all stop wearing the mask. Enough is enough. Let's make our, our move and make a point that, hey, we don't go along with any of this crap closing down the world for a one world order. It's so obvious what they're doing. I don't even want to get into it. But the point is, if you don't want to wear your mask, don't. Now, if they post an, they, now if they post an employee and not allow you in the, through the front door without a mask, uh, that's a different story. But apparently nobody is doing that. So once you're in their store, in their retail store, without a mask, the employees are told no confrontation. Let them be. Let them shop. And that's a beautiful thing. Stores don't want the hassle. There was a big fight that broke out with some guy not wearing a mask and somebody told him to do so. Big fight. They don't want the commotion. They don't want the commotion even more than you don't want the commotion. So let us, the people, take back our freedoms and start by not wearing a mask or wearing a mask. It's your choice. Either way, but the freedom still exists. That freedom can't be taken away from us. Just don't wear the mask if you don't want when you go shopping. And if you, like I said, if you want to, then go ahead. Although, shouldn't that mask you're wearing supposedly save you from the people not wearing masks? Huh? Huh? So let's start taking our country back. No masks. Say no to masks and yes to my commercials. Oh, you better believe it. Every Sunday morning on WAEB from 8 to 9. This is the show where regular people talk about God and the Bible and how it pertains or doesn't pertain to their life. And this show is not politically correct and not all-inclusive, just like heaven. Yeah, I said it. Feel free to visit us on don'tbringupgod.com where you will find a link to our great podcast. We are also on iTunes. You can contact us by email on don'tbringupgod.com where you can also also find the Don't Bring Up God book, along with beautiful family plaques. Yeah, we got it all, and most importantly, we got you, the listeners. Without you, we are crapola. That's right. Feel free to call in live at 610-720-7900. And yes, it is our pleasure to serve you. Please come again. 
Hey, uh, apparently, I'm on, uh, what is it called, iHeartRadio or iHeartMedia Podcasts? Yeah, I was looking in Google the other day, and I saw it listed there. Wow, don't I feel honored. I think it's, I don't, I, um, it's, uh, I, lo I love uh, iHeartRadio. Like I said, I, radio or media, iHeartRadio Podcasts. You can check Don't Bring Up God anytime on there if you want. It's all over the place. Hey, today we have a no-call zone. No calls. And when any, anytime we have no calls, infrequently as we do, just know that it's not my fault. I'm just a pawn around here. You just lay that on the board guy. He's responsible for everything that doesn't happen or does happen. Just so you know. Just so we're clear. So no calls today. But next week, hey, I encourage everybody to call and give their honest opinions and no, it doesn't matter if you're a sinner. This is Don't Bring Up God. And we do not just take non-sinners as callers. Uh, if we did, nobody would call. I'd have nobody to talk to except the board guy. Whoops, he's a sinner. Eliminate it. Can't talk to him either. And since I am also, we'd have empty airwaves. Nothing but sheer quiet silence. Just like your disposable body will have six feet under in a coffin one day. Yeah, yeah, just got to remind you for all those people who think they'll never die, that death will never come knocking on their door and assume that they will live forever. Don't kid yourself. The book says, remember your last days and you will never sin. That's good advice. So thank God we're all saved by the grace of God. We're not saved because we don't sin anymore. We are saved by the grace of God. The book says the law came in order to increase offenses, but despite the increase of sin, grace has far surpassed it. So right there in black and white, God's grace will take away all our sin because Jesus came and died on the cross, because we became born again with a different mentality, a different way of thinking and behaving, all in the name of Jesus Christ. All sin will be forgiven and guilt washed away. Like all, the, like all those gnats, lice, and cooties in your hair after taking a shower. And the smelly little fragments behind your ears and in between your toes. Don't forget about that stuff. Oh, is that nasty? It, it, there's, there's not much there that accumulates, but the stink and stench and stank sometimes. Or is that just me? Nah, it can't be just me. I'm speaking for everybody in this instance. Go ahead. Take a whiff right now. Go ahead. Check yourself. Nah. So whether you sin profusely as a kid many years ago, or whether you still sin now as an older man or, or older woman, a born-again person is always forgiven, as we hopefully live to sin less and less each day. Some people have a demented way of thinking that the more you sin, the more grace you get. So why not sin more and more to get more and more grace? Man, you talk about the distortion of the word of God. Anything to rationalize why it's okay to continue with your particular vice. Use every excuse in the book to continue without having to change. Without having to admit that part of your life or all of your life, maybe up until now, has been wrong. That you were wrong in your thoughts and behaviors. Some people have so much difficulty looking in the mirror and saying that to themselves. I don't know why. 
But you know what? It really doesn't matter how difficult it is. You have to do it. You must do it. If you want to go Jesus's way and to enjoy the after party, as I say, eternity in heaven with the man, with God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, your family and friends, a lot better than down here. God can make a billion different lives and, and, and atmospheres to live in. You think he only can make Earth's life? There's a heaven life with a new heavens and a new earth and a new body and all that other good stuff. New, new, new. New and refreshed. You don't want a piece of that. I know I do. So if you want to go Jesus' way, open up the book. Listen to people that talk about Jesus and explain his ways, what he is, what he did, what he said. Recognize the sins of the past and reform your life, especially for you older chaps out there listening. What else you got to do? Use your time wisely, especially if you only have a few years or months left. You have still you have still time to make this whole thing right. Do that instead of watching all in the family reruns or instead of vigilantly watching on your back porch chair, keeping the cats out of your yard. There's still something left for you to do, which is incredibly important. You think? Of course there is. The book says, do not therefore let sin rule your mortal body and make you obey its lusts. No more shall you offer the members of your body to sin as weapons for evil. And of course, that includes a lot of things, including deviant sexual practices. And if you don't think incredibly deviant sexual practices go on, then look at Epstein and Maxwell and all the people involved in that pedophile ring. The evil that's going on today is mind-boggling beyond our imagination because most people don't think this way. Can't even imagine the depths of degradation and depravity. But hey, we got to face what's going on and deal with it and deal with it severely. Hopefully all those people involved in that porno ring, pedophile, pedophile ring will go to jail for the rest of their lives. But worse than that, can you imagine the hell waiting for them if they don't repent? Some people think God is so drastic. Oh, hell is so drastic. But look how drastic evil is in our society. Again, it's disgraceful. They perform depraved abominations. Evidently, big, wealthy, affluent leaders in politics and entertainment have decided to live their lives as slaves to Satan and sin. The book says, you enslaved your bodies to impurity and licentiousness for their degradation. Yes, slaves to sin. You think these people who are drastically oppressing victims, you think they're going to get off scot-free? Well, maybe in this world they might, but certainly not in the next. That's not going to happen. They're all going to go to jail without passing go. And that jail is a hell jail. And without, of course, collecting $200, as the Monopoly rules clearly states. You know that. Monopoly. Do people still play Monopoly? Or is that on the internet? Do they, do they play it electronically now? The board was beautiful with those little green and red hotels and motels and everything else. We had many hours of fun. But nowadays, board games, how prevalent are they? Who knows? I certainly don't care at my age, but all in all, I think they were a good thing. I hope the kids are playing it, taking the time to do something. Anyway. 
So, yes, they will receive the full punishment for their acts of treachery because, because God is all about justice. The people in the pedophile rings and, and these rings and that rings, they're going to get justice either here or later. And, and God, as I said, all about justice and being accountable and liable for your behavior is what we must do. The bottom line is, if you're going to discard Jesus like garbage, then the same will be done to you in horrible, horrible ways. Hey, what goes around comes around, right? Well, what would you expect? For everything to just be fine and dandy? No, the boom will be lowered right on your head. So let's get our acts together. It doesn't matter how severe the sin is sometimes. We all got to do it. Because we all were once immersed in sin in our lives in one way or another. And we need to get out of there as soon as possible. So recognize your sins and a need to ask for forgiveness and a need to repent, to change your life. Go the opposite direction. Go Jesus's way for once and, and do it now. You think you're going to wait? You think you got all the time in the world to lounge around and ah, I'll get to it later. You're never going to get to it. You got to take stock of your life. In an inventory. Now stop running from the mirror. Stop running from yourself. And what's in your head? What's in your mind? What's in your heart? You got to align it with Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. Yes, I'm one of those brainwashed, indoctrinated college kids you hear so much about. But you know what? It's not working. Because why? Well, I have half a brain and good old-fashioned common sense and morals. I'm no empty-headed follower, not just another pretty face. Oh, did I mention? Yeah, I have a pretty face. Half of my foreign professors can't speak English. Seriously, I can't understand a word of their gibberish during class. The other half speak only to give their biased, one-sided liberal arguments against Trump. Whatever happened to free discourse on both sides of an issue? I suppose you can get that, as long as the discussion involves transvestites, cross-dressers, and sex change operations. Don't Bring Up God is all about free discourse. Call up live at 610-720-7900 and voice your honest opinion. And don't worry, be assured your grade won't go down if you disagree with Robert. That's 610-720-7900. Hey, everybody, before you dial, stop. We are not taking calls today. No calls, no call zone. And again, I'm innocent. Don't blame it on me. And if you can't blame it on me, there's only one other guy to do it, too, and that would be BG, board guy. I'm innocent. Next week, we'll pick up with the calls just as usual. So hopefully, we all go God's way, Jesus's way. You know, I don't like preachers and people that talk about God, 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 and they're almost afraid, it seems, to bring up Jesus's name. Yeah, you can bring up God, God, God all you want. If you ignore Jesus and don't know who he is, you're in a bad way. You need to say the name. Everything's in the name of Jesus Christ. He's the main cat. He reflects God. You got to know him. Again, not just God, God, this, God, this, God, that. Hey, preachers, isn't it your job to talk about Jesus? I'm just saying. For Christians, anyway. Yes, no, maybe. But hopefully we go Jesus' way and we see the light. It's light or the darkness. You choose. You can continue to be arrogant and stubborn and blind if you like. But realize 
You can play for the other team. Just see the error of your ways and then do something about it. The book says, but now that you are freed from sin and have become slaves of God instead of slaves of sin, your benefit is sanctification as you tend towards eternal life. Yes, eternal life, eternal life later and a better life today. God essentially holds your hand through the rough times down here on earth. Holds your hand, yeah. I, I never liked holding hands when I dated many moons ago, holding hands. Did you like doing that? I guess the girls like doing it more than the guys. But nah, I just, I just didn't like it. I thought it was icky. And I had these temporary girlfriends at the time. They always wanted to hold hands as you're walking down the street. What are you doing that for? I don't want to go to the next level. You kidding me? Holding hands? That, that's a serious level right there. That's a whole new form of commitment. I'm not ready for that. So that time in my life became known as my walking with hands in pockets era. Yeah, I had no choice. Hey, I can't hold your hand. Don't even try. My hands are in the pockets. Don't worry about it. Just keep walking. Yeah, that's how I see it. But with God, that's a different story. I don't mind holding hands with God. That's like that footprints, that footprints poem, footprints in the sand. I read that the other day. That's pretty cool, I must say, where you have God's footprints and your footprints as you're walking along the beach right by the water. And then all of a sudden, there's only one pair of footprints. And then the guy asks, well, God, where are you? Especially through these hard times, I only see one, one set of footprints. They're mine. Where did you go? And then God says, hey, I've been carrying you all this time through the hell that you're going through. So the footprints went from two to one, and then I guess back to two. But yeah, good poem. I think the author never copyrighted that poem and allowed everybody to take it and use it as they wish. But then I think later came back and then tried to copyright it. But I guess the, the, the genie was out of the bottle. I don't think he got anywhere with that, any, 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 any place with that. But yeah, uh, great poem, Footprints in the Sand. The book says, seek first God's kingship over you and all things will be given to you in turn. Just become a child of God as soon as possible and let the chips fall where they may. Put all your love and trust in God Almighty and believe in him. Believe in him. Sometimes we have questions and we don't understand. But when that happens, just ask yourself, who's more likely to be right? You or God Almighty? The God who made this entire universe. The God who created you. The God who designed the coupling of a sperm and an ovum into a full complex human being. And, and, and it's the miracle of life. Uh, how's that even possible? You got that little sperm and a little ovum. I think they're both. No, the one's, one's microscopic. You can't even see it, the sperm. And then the ovum you can see with the naked eye. Did you know that? Or the unnaked eye, either way. But yeah, the sperm and the ovum. The ovum just sits there very strong and confident with a nice foundation and unshaken. And then you got the sperm coming along. You, you watch it under the microscope, Google it, and they'll show you under the microscope what happens. And you've probably seen it all before in bio class. That, that little sperm, there's millions of them, I guess, but they're kind of neurotic. They're shaking and wiggling and jerky and herky-jerky, and 
they're kind of wacky. I mean, does that reflect how men are? And the solid foundation of an ovum reflects how a woman is in real life? I don't know. There could be truth to that. You know, the sperm coming in there all haywire. Relax. Do your job. You know, do you have to be wiggling like that? Wiggle, wiggle. Ah, yeah, it's interesting. But that's the miracle of life. It's a, it's a beautiful, magnificent thing. Nobody can explain how that happens. One egg, one ovum. And then you got a full breathing human being out of that. They can describe it, but they can never explain it. God Almighty can explain it. He did it. How's that possible? Again, all right, I can't go through the whole story again. But it is the miracle of life. So just ask yourself when you're questioning and wrestling with God, is it more likely that God is right or you're right? How can you actually believe that you are right and God is wrong in anything? That God is flawed and made a mistake in some way, is incorrect in his judgment in some fashion. Really? Is that your case? Is that the case you're putting forth? Well, it's very weak. You'd be thrown out immediately. Even if you had that Ironside guy, it'd be thrown out. That Ironside guy to defend you. Thrown out like a rotten apple. Ironside. You guys remember him in that wheelchair? He was a lawyer. And I got to tell you, shooting a TV show or movie, that takes a long time. He could have been in that wheelchair for like 12 hours a day. That can be problematic. I'm thinking hemorrhoids. Seriously. Did, did Ironside have hemorrhoids? He kind of looked like a rounded kind of hemorrhoid if, in a way. No, I mean, he did. You know, I don't mean that in a bad way. But anyway, hemorrhoids. Ah. Anybody have them ever? You guys still have them, some of you. I know you do. Oh, how gross that is. You got that itching thing down there, and you don't know what's going on. I, I remember I did it, and I know you probably did too. You, you finally go in the bathroom when no one's around, and you kind of bend down in an awkward way with a mirror, and you look down there. What's going on? What's, what's itching so much? Oh, and then you'll never do that again. Ugh, that sight of two or three or more hemorrhoids bubbling out of your you-know-what. Uh, see, I, I just almost heaved right there. But it's the truth. We're adults. Can't we talk about that? I think we can. That vision of what I saw down there still haunts me to this day. It's gross. <sighs> I remember I had uh, uh, prostate issues because I was sitting all the time and I wore that, I, I used that round red donut to sit on to protect my prostate, but little did I know that caused me to get hemorrhoids because of the pressures. I don't think I have to go into debt with debt with that, but that was the first time I got those sickening, sickening things. Oh, I'm, like I said, I'm haunted. Gross. I'm getting very screamish right now. Dog's going to have to finish the show. Anyway, let's get off that. Was that gross? Was that too specific? Was that too clear of a, of a description? Was it? Well, it's just the truth. We can't talk truth. That's what this show is all about. It's truth. So if you continue to question, doubt, and correct God, you might as well be an atheist and not believe in God at all because that would be more likely than to believe that there is a God who, who is almighty who makes mistakes. That would never happen. So the bottom line is God does exist, 
and is infallible. You're just wasting your time questioning and not trusting him. The book says, for us, there is one God, the Father, from whom all things come and for whom we live, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom everything was made and through whom we live. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. God the Father, from whom all things come and for whom we live, Jesus Christ, through whom everything was made and through whom we live. Beautiful thing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And of course, there are people out there that say, hey, what's all this nonsense about putting your faith in somebody else? I don't need anybody but me. The only person that counts is me. The only way one making decisions around here is me. Why should I worship God? I see no reason to do it. The only thing I see are people worshiping God going through the same hell I'm going through, and even worse sometimes. I see no benefit in that for me, people will say. Well, if they were Christians and understood the Bible, they would never say that stuff, not in a million years. What some people don't understand is that just because you believe in God doesn't mean all your problems go away. In fact, they could get worse like they did for Paul. Jesus himself suffered terribly on this earth. We forget that, especially when people question, oh, how could God kill all those people of the Old Testament? Oh, they go on and on. What a terrible, mean, angry God. I'm not going to believe in that. But they don't, on the other hand, talk about Jesus being tortured, butchered, and killed for no reason. Jesus was innocent. The people that died at the hands of God were not. They were not innocent. They were doing abominations just like that Epstein guy. And worse, killing each other, screwing each other, eating each other. Do I have to go on? I mean, you got to keep it in perspective. Don't just get half-truths and part of the story. Get the whole story. They killed Jesus and tortured him and butchered him for no reason. He was the most innocent guy that ever walked the planet. Nobody cares about him. Oh, nobody cares. He was human. He felt it just like you would have and more because he had the weight of sin on his shoulder. shoulders in addition to the physical pain. The physical pain, that wasn't as bad as all the world's sin on his shoulders. That was even more tormenting. But he went through all that. For who? For why? Well, he went through, he went through it for you. He went through it for me. And that's all I'm saying. Just know the whole story, because if you don't, you're going to shake your head, close the book, and walk away, thinking that you know all you need to know. And you don't. That Bible, man, it's unlimited. All the things that God deals with are eternal and are forever. They're not, they don't decay and rust away. They're permanent things that last forever. That's the perfection of God. That's how he operates. So tap into that for your own sake, number one, for your family and for your friends. I've been on this wretched planet for 87 long rolling years, sitting on my back porch rocking chair. I'm old just like Biden. I forget just like Biden. I lose my train of thought just like Biden. But there's a couple of things I don't do. I don't grope women and girls like Biden. I don't tell weird stories about my leg hair and swimming pools like Biden. 
and I don't run for president when I no longer can remember what eight times seven is like Biden. He belongs in a rocking chair next to mine on the porch. I'm like an old hairy owl perched up on an even older oak tree. I can see everything from here. Hey, who's that? Young whippersnapper kid on my lawn again. Hey, you, get off my lawn. Martha, Martha, get me my phone so I can call 911. Yeah, you on my lawn, I see you. By the way, this is Don't Bring Up Gun on WAEB 790 AM. If you want to call the show, it's 610-720-7900. I see you. All right, hold your horses, everybody. Hold your horses before you call. No calls today. No call zone. We'll pick it up next week, just like usual, and we won't skip a beat. So no calls today. Save it for next week. So all of us, whether you're Christian or non-Christian, we're going to go through pain and suffering. We just will. Of course, we won't go what Jesus himself went through. There's no way we can suffer like Jesus did. And again, people forget that. You shouldn't. The book says, all this is as God intends, for it is your special privilege to take part in Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Now, if you understand that and, and embrace it, then you are a Christian, a true believer in Jesus Christ, looking forward to eternity in heaven. And some people will say, ah, it's not going to be worth it. Yeah, I'd rather party time down here on earth as much as possible and live for the good times, like Thomas would imitate me saying, the good times. Yeah, just do that 24-7. Who cares? Enjoy life my way and do whatever I want. Yeah, like throwing up in a toilet bowl at 3 in the morning. Yeah, I guess I can see the attraction of that type of lifestyle. Or being a secret porn guy on your computer. Yeah, from that I'm sure you'll get plenty of self-esteem and a great feeling of accomplishment. Porn guy on your computer, hiding late at night or early in the morning, whenever you can. You got to put a stop to that. Come on, man, as Joe Biden would say. There's got to be a better life than that. <laughs> you just can't go on endlessly hoping things are going to change or you'll get happy one day or this and that. If you stay in the same rut with your sins and vices, things get worse. They just do. So there's got to be a better way. And of course there is. You open up the Bible, open up the book. And if God's way and heaven would not be worth it in your mind while you're in heaven, then there would be no such thing as God Almighty. You think God's going to shortchange you and allow you to think that way in heaven if you get there? No, God's not a fraud. He's not a pretender like so many of us down here on earth. We can 100% believe in God's promises. If he said it, it's going to happen, period, end of story. And as far as suffering goes, the book says, I consider the sufferings of the present to be as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. So yes, it will absolutely be worth it a trillion times over. The glory to be revealed in us. Glory. Glory, God's power, God's salvation, 
God's peace, joy, and happiness that he gives you, that we're all, as Christians, going to get in heaven when we die. That's the prize. That's the after party. And down here on earth, sometimes we get it, and sometimes we don't. That's just the way it is. Don't cry like a baby every time things don't go your way. Ah, you'll never make it. Things don't go your way. I tell my kids that. I said, you know, if you think about it, the reason most people get angry or upset or, or foster hatred, whatever, all that negative stuff inside them, a lot of times it's because things don't go their way. So just say to yourself and think to yourself, all right, I'm going to assume many things in my life and in my day aren't going to go my way. So when they don't go your way, you won't get so upset about it. You'll just say to yourself, yeah, that's the way life is. Sometimes it does go your way and sometimes it doesn't. But you can't panic and recoil like a lunatic every time something doesn't happen the way you expect it. Getting caught in traffic. Oh, you complain and you yell and curse for an hour. Well, maybe you were supposed to get caught in traffic. You ever think of that? That's how I try to think every day. When something doesn't go my way or I'm inconvenienced, I think to myself, this is exactly the way God wants it. And that helps so much. Maybe he wants you in that vehicle for an hour and a half so you fiddle through the radio and come across a preacher or some kind of song that hits a chord with you. There's some benefit to what you see is negative. Huh? Huh? I wish somebody would have told me that years ago as a kid. You get a conniption every time something doesn't go your way because we're trained to be superheroes. Oh, if it doesn't go your way, then you must be dumb or stupid or not good enough. That's the message kids especially get. No, it doesn't work that way. And hey, this is all coming from the Bible. This is the truth that's in there that, again, I wish I knew when I was young. It would have saved me a lot of aggravation and stupidity. But hey, better late than never, right? That's just the way it works. All right, earlier I talked about my great adventure. Oh, I'm going to talk about this, and I hope you enjoy it. I went to a grocery store, big grocery store that you know, uh, you know about. They have a bunch in the Lehigh Valley. I went in there with no mask on my face. No mask. And most people say, oh, I got to wear it. I don't want to. I don't want any trouble. I don't want any hassle. That's what you think, right? And I thought the same thing. But I said, too bad. I feel God is with me. No matter what happens, it'll all be good. So I didn't wear a mask. I walked in there, strolled in there like a, like a rooster, like a confident rooster. People looked at me and I looked back at them saying, yeah, you're right. I'm not wearing a mask. No, I'm not. So what do you think happened? Well, I got to, I got to tell you, nothing. I wasn't bothered. Nobody came up to me. Nobody approached me. No employee uh, or gang of employees came up and jumped me and said, hey, where's your mask? Here. And, and force a mask on me, five of them, for extra precaution. Nothing. I was waiting for some kind of encounter, but nothing came. Beautiful. And then I was checking out thinking, oh, this is where it's going to happen. This is where they're going to spring the trap on me. They're going to tell me, put on a mask or 
you're not going to be checked out. I'm not going to serve you. Well, that didn't happen. She's taking one item at a time. Ding, 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 ringing it up. That will be $43.29, sir. And I look at her. I say, hey, aren't you going to stop me? Aren't you going to refuse to serve me uh, because I'm not wearing a mask? And she, and she said, no, no, that's all right. And then I asked her why. Evidently, as she reported to me, she said, once you're in a store not wearing a mask, the stores have hands-off policy. They tell their employees, leave them alone. Don't confront. And why? Because of the HIPAA laws, the confidentiality laws. And you may have a medical condition. They can't ask you. They can't confront you. And they don't want to. They don't want to be the mask police. So they let you go. Isn't that beautiful? And many grocery stores and retail stores have the same policy. So, hey, let's all stop wearing masks. Enough is enough. And I'm telling you, you have no reason to be scared about it. You don't because they're not going to approach you. That's what I was told. And I know a woman who's done it 10, 15 times. They don't approach you. So don't wear the stupid mask. Well, we got to make a move here and fight back somehow. So don't wear it. And again, you have nothing to worry about. No one's going to approach you. Make your stand. Now, if they would happen to post an employee outside their building and not allow you in with, 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 without a mask, if they do that, well, that, that might be a different story. But apparently, nobody's doing that. So once you're in their store, I'm going to keep saying this because I want everybody to know about it. Tell all your friends. Once you're in the store without a mask, the employees are told, back off. Let them be. Let them shop. They don't want any confrontation more than you don't want any confrontation. Now, the stores don't want the hassle. A big fight broke out a couple weeks ago in a store. They don't want that. So they're going to leave you alone. Did you hear me? Don't wear the stupid mask. They'll leave you alone. Nothing to be scared about. So the way I see it, let's take back our freedom, the freedom of choice. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It's your choice. And, and by the way, if, if you wear a mask and somebody else doesn't, isn't your mask supposed to protect you from the person who's not wearing a mask unless they hug you and spit on you? Seriously, so what are you worried about? So let's take back our freedoms and our control of our country. No masks. Don't wear them. They're not going to hassle you. All right? Okay. Hey, another thing. Uh, I guess Kamala Harris is the vice president. What kind of strategy is that? She got no more than 2% of the vote. That's why she dropped out of the presidential race. And now she's all of a sudden the savior. Uh, I'm not really fond of her. They're running her against Trump. Not bite it. All right. Well, hey, looks like another show is in. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you, and we'll see you again. Hello.